So my roommate from university has been depressed for quite a while. He hasn't had a job in a long time. I recently went over to his place, asked him to come out with me for a ride. So uh, during the ride, I took an old CD and put it in play. And the first song that came up was Weak and Powerless by A Perfect Circle. As soon as the song came on, he started laughing long, hard, with tears coming out of his eyes. And he said he has never felt happier. Because we used to play this song while taking rides in the night in university, just like today. And he thanked me for bringing back his happiness, said there were times he had thought of just ending life because the struggle was so much. And that today, I've helped him realize that he has reasons not to. And in that moment, it struck me. I realized I might have just saved my best friend's life with that song. Anytime I hear uh, Weekend Powerless by A Perfect Circle, I remember that. I remember that I might have saved my best friend's life with a song. So this is the last episode of the year and I'm quite pleased that we're ending it with music because music is important to most of us. And because music is something that's always going on at the background, it's easy for us to forget how powerful it is. But I realize that there are certain memories that we can't divorce from certain songs. And so this episode is called Life Soundtracks. We've asked people to share these memories and the songs that are associated with them. Uh, my song is going to be The Free, How to Save a Life. Um, the specific moment I heard the song, I probably can't remember, but then I remember hearing the song and I remember it just kind of mesmerizing me and I just had to find the song. Um, the lyrics were kind of different then because it wasn't what we were used to because rock wasn't my kind of music back then and this kind of led me into that. And surprisingly, it also led me to meeting my best friend because I went around school, I can't forget asking everybody who knew the song How to Save a Life. Somebody told me it was called How to Save a Light. <laughs> but then eventually somebody directed me to this random ass dude who had the song on this device called a Creative, which was probably like a fake iPod back then, if anybody knows it. And then he had it, he also had The Fray Over My Head, which is another great song by them. And then we've been friends ever since, so yeah, that's my song, The Fray, How to Save a Life. I'll never be able to forget the <laughs> the day that we were heading back from Ikoi to Leki, Shaito and I, and then with listening to Bruno Mars' Treasure, and she was telling me how it was a song that they used to use in their Spain classes back in London, and um, they'd count down to where the chorus starts so that the exercise becomes heightened. And so she's telling me, all right, so at this point, it's, Three, two, one, go. British. And then we had an accident, literally, <laughs> when the chorus was just about to start. And we hit the curb in the middle of the road. The car turned back and we're facing the opposite side that we're supposed to be facing. It was quite serious. But um, every time Bruno Mars' treasure comes on the radio now or comes on anywhere, I just go back, especially the chorus. I go back to that time where we had the accident. But it's all fun because, you know, it wasn't anything deadly. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I always go back to that moment. Always, always. I was driving home um, that night with a girl I'd just met um, a couple of weeks before. Um, the radio was on, we were, we were, nobody was listening really, we were talking, laughing, it was, it was a great time. Just um, That after date, after, after date glow that you guys have and then while we were just talking, laughing, Leave Your Lover, uh, Sam Smith's Leave Your Lover comes on. On the radio and then 
I told her, listen, listen, I really like this song. I think you should really listen to the lyrics. I said that because uh, I knew there was another guy in the picture. I knew she wasn't happy because she wouldn't be on a date with me if she was. I told her to listen and she did. And now we're married. <laughs> hmm, one of the soundtracks to my life is Yinkai Yufele's Next Level. Anytime I was going back to boarding school, my mom would always play that on repeat. So from Ibadan to Ijebu, she keeps playing that album. And I remember, oh, I used to hate the sound of that because that meant I was almost at school. Um, when I had grew up and when I had my own choice, um, Jessica Ware's Wildest Moments became one of the soundtracks of my life because at that point in my life, I was going through, I just graduated college, trying to find a job, and it just kept saying that this is the time, this is the time of my life to be whatever I want to be. Uh, I could be the greatest, I could be who I am, and every time I feel down, I just play that song because, you know, we all want to be great. A couple of years ago, my ex and I were having a conversation about her traveling to Canada and how she wasn't comfortable with being in a long distance relationship at that point in time. And I had my phone plugged to the speakers and this track comes up, Ben Howard's Depth Over Distance. And I'm listening to the song while we're talking and the lyrics of the song said everything I wanted to say. It was like it was reading my mind at that time and everything I wish it understood was being said in that song. So these days, anytime I hear that song, it's a bittersweet feeling. I try not to listen to it when I don't have to, but I still enjoy it when I do. Metallica's Fade to Black has a really painful memory attached to it. At some point in my life, I think a few years ago, I was diagnosed with clinical depression and... I had to go to therapy and stuff. It was really starting to take a toll, take, take a toll on the quality of my life and the quality of the life of people around me. So I was, a, I was alone in the house one night and I was playing music from my iPod. Metallica's Fade to Black came on and that night it was, it was, really, it was really overwhelming. So I drank a shitload of alcohol, took quite a number of pills of diazepam and tried to commit suicide. Now I can't detach that memory from the song. So I did my NYC in Abuja and for me that was the first time I was relatively free. I was on my own. And my friend's older brother, who had, I had a little crush on, used to give me piano lessons. And then sometimes he would drive me home. And he used to drive his ruggedy old bands that I have romanticized. And he'd play music from his iPod. And I remember just driving down Abuja roads. I loved Abuja then, with all the lights and free roads. And goodbye Philadelphia, playing on the stereo. And it was like, so beautiful. Okay, mine isn't as happy as that. I remember <laughs> um, a day after my auntie died and we're driving down to work and um, Kimmy put on Asha's My Baby's Gone and I just like literally lost it. <laughs> I cried my eyes out so I, like I can't I can't listen to that song without being very emotional or like 
thinking about my auntie. And yeah, and there's another one which is happier, thank God. Um, Ed Sheeran's album just came out, and I was driving down to work again with you and your sister. And um, there's a song, Bloodstream by Ed Sheeran, and it goes, mm. And when that part comes on, everybody in the car just goes, mm. <laughs> Yeah. complicated relationship we were teenagers enjoying exploring ourselves and each other one day he invited me to his home and there on the couch we sat his whole family was there auntie's sister's mother etc and as a cool kid he already had the two-faced album i hadn't heard it so it was playing you know and then when the song ole came on um, he's just so slyly leaned in and said, you know, this song says everything that I want to tell you. And the lyrics are corny and cheesy, but it was just perfect at the time. And it's funny because that's the same album African Queen is on, but he was just so, he was too cool to be cliche. Isn't that awesome? I was about 9 or 10 years old when uh, Destiny's Child Survival became a hit song. It was also the year my eldest, my eldest brother, who was my best friend at the time, it was the time he left. So Survival became the song I listened to over and over again and I tell myself I don't miss him. Uh, years later, when I'd break up with my first boyfriend, it's the song I'd go back to. And over time, Destiny's Child Survival became the song I listen to for when I'm going through stuff. Just remind myself I'm a survivor and all that. But each time the song comes up, each time I hear the song anywhere, I'll I'll think about my elder brother to take me back to my childhood, to my childhood. I think about my elder brother and wonder how he's doing. We we still don't know where he is now. Yeah, Survivor is that song for me. Um, Werewolf by Fiona Apple is one of my favorite songs and it is that because it taught me a vital lesson. Um, in 2012, I was going through this eight month long breakup that kind of just dragged forever and we were in limbo of sorts. We didn't know where we were and at first, I felt a lot like I was being persecuted for, I don't know, staying in the relationship. And I discovered um, Fiona Apple's Idler Wheel at that time, as well as the song Werewolf of the album. And it kind of taught me a couple of things. It taught me to take responsibility for my place in my relationship and why it was, um, I don't know, ending. And it kind of helped me move on. And so I've taken those lessons and... They followed me till today, so, yeah. I think that this year, this was the first year, well, one of, actually the first year that I got my heart broken in a very long time. And um, one of the songs that 
I used to associate myself with this person that I'm no longer seeing is uh, Seals' Let Yourself, which is from his um, Seven album that came out also, I think, ending of last year. Um, so Let Yourself reminds me a lot of this, my former lover slash partner. And when we broke up, um, I also listened to Do You Ever, which is another song on the same album, which is incredibly heartbreaking. I think he recorded that song um, to mark the end of his marriage with Heidi Klum, and um, the words really resonated with me and definitely still haunt till today. My funnest life soundtrack would have to be um, Regards to Your Momsy by Fowles. So my best friend and I were having like a games night, and we're just like playing FIFA 17, had a couple of drinks and swear. And I don't know, it was, I mean, he was my roommate in school. And yeah, we've had so many of these moments together. But I mean, it was, this was like, say, 15 years later. And we still had the same thing going on. And we're just throwing around memories, just like regular male bonding time. Well, it was really fun. And funny enough, I was really, really whooping his ass on FIFA 17. So not only is the song like a good memory of um, a good place where we're at, but also it's like a reminder to him that, okay, this was the song Kem was whooping you. So. <laughs> All right. There are so many songs that have attached to so many memories and moments in my life. But one that particularly stands out for me is in 2012, like my first semester of my second year, Frank Ocean's Lenny Brook collection was the soundtrack to that period for me. It was, I had just started getting into Frank Ocean then, I think, and I would always listen to all his stuff. Like, he was always in my ears on my way to class or while studying in my room or something. So every time I listen to any song from there now, I'm just thinking of being back in school. I'm back in my room studying or I'm back on the bus on my way to class or on my way to get food or something. It's, it's yeah, that's it. Yeah, so um, there's this song by Swedish House Mafia. It has John Martin in it. It's titled, Don't You Worry Child. It goes like, um, there was a time I used to look into my father's eyes. <laughs> you know, um, we were in a car and the song came on on the radio. And I was telling my friend how much I love the song. And dude just went mute. And he had this grim look on his face. I'm like, yo, dude, what up? And he tells me the song reminds him of his late dad. You know, and at that point, we're both silent. You know, we shared a solemn moment. And, and since then, anytime I hear the song... You know, I just remember my friend's dad, you know. He puts his dad up on his DP, I remember the song. I see his mom, I remember the song, you know. Basically, since then, I can't seem to dissociate the song from memories of my friend's late dad. Yeah, so that's what happens every time I hear Swedish House Mafia's Don't You Worry Child. One of the songs for me has to be the script for the first time. 
I was at the Federal Palace Hotel lobby. I was meeting with the person I was dating at the time. We're having that breakup conversation. So really, we're meeting for the last time. So I caught that part of the lyric. The song was playing. It was the first time I was hearing it. And the irony just struck me. It was like an anti-soundtrack to the moment. I downloaded it right after, I think on my way back home. And probably listened to it a hundred times that week. Yeah, definitely one of the songs for me. My story isn't all that, but I remember my first ever inter-school basketball game. My phone was on shuffle and Imagine Dragons on top of the world started playing just as I was doubting my ability and getting scared of the other team. Then almost simultaneously with the bridge and chorus, as I look out to my crush, he smiled that perfect, beautiful smile at me. And then all my fear was gone. I was ready. So my father had this really weird bathroom song that he used to sing every morning in the shower that was just annoying. Every morning he would scream at the top of his lungs. Deo, me say deo. Daylight come and me won't go home. Come, Mr. Tallyman, and tally me banana. And the song made absolutely no sense to me or to anybody in the house because we just thought it was something he formed in his head to torment us with every morning. And nobody knew that it was a real song that really existed. So a few months after he died, I was sitting in my friend's room and she was playing a collection of songs on her CD player and this song came up and I flipped. I jumped out of bed. I was like, that's my father's song. Who who's singing it? How how did you get it? I was like, well it's it's a popular song. It's Banana Boat Day by Harry Bella Fonte. So for me, the song that has such a strong significance, um, so much so that I cannot listen to it any longer, um, is Lips of an Angel by Hinder. Uh, it was one of those weird moments in my life um, when someone comes into your life and just sort of changes everything you know it's a game changer um, but as you know life will have it um, you don't end up with that person or something happens and you never get to experience what you would have loved to experience with that person um, and every time I hear that song, it reminds me of her. Um, very painful time. Um, tough, too. Tough. Because it's a very, very good song. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. Sometime last year, a few days after I lost my mom, I was in the car with my sisters. We were going somewhere, and Florence and Dimensions, Shake It Off, the demo version came on. And that version is just so slow and so sorrowful. And it was like the perfect song for how we're feeling at that time and we're all just singing along quietly and till now anytime i hear that song anytime i play that song i'm taken back to that moment and i can feel exactly what i felt in that moment so i kind of avoid the song but when i feel that way i play the song we have friends who we share different things with and i have this particular friend i met eight years ago and we met while my first year in uni and we would literally meet to exchange playlists and check out whose playlist is more kick-ass at the moment, who has more songs, new songs, cooler songs. And then two years after, this song comes out. It's called Redescence by Licking Park. And 
he was totally in love with it. I didn't even really care about the song. And around the same time, I had some problems with school. I failed a course. I felt very bad. And then he would come meet me at, you know, almost midnight, past midnight in class while we're studying, while I'm going back to my hostel. And he would sing this song over and over and over again. And just before I go to bed or just when I get to the room, I remember him singing the song in my head. And the part where he says, let it go, let it go, it just gives me hope. Sometimes I still, I still imagine him singing the song and it still gives me hope. Yeah, so that song for me is Iridescence by Linkin Park. So the song I decided to select is uh, Heard Him Say Kanye West. It's actually the first song I liked from the first album I ever paid money for. This was what, 2004? And what's the memory it has for me? Just being young and discovering music. It's really interesting because I have the same copy of that song in my music library. And in the what 12 years since then, I've carried that music library from computer to computer. So when I think of it, it just reminds me of how I started really liking music. And I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today from the shot. Okay, so my song is um, Benjamin Clementine's London. And I remember this song so distinctively because um, I had just finished uh, grabbing drinks with friends and we decided we were going to make a whole night of dancing and having more to drink. And my friend, she got really drunk, so we had to carry her to our dormitory. And on our way out, this really really cute italian guy that i had been flirting with all night we sort of stopped and just waited for our friend to rest because she was tired and then i played benjamin clementine for him london because we had been talking about jazz the night before and i just remember freezing the exact moment of just looking at his face and just the way that he was smiling and the sound of the music coming out of my phone and just me being in Tuscany with a handsome Italian man who I'd spent the night talking about music and film and art with and just being in the middle of this, you know, masterpiece of a city with this beautiful music that I was showing to a stranger who loved it. And it just, it just played into every cheesy girl sentiment I had previously hidden. Music really does capture time and moments in in our lives. Um, some songs have captured specific moments, and some have uh, captured extended periods. Um, one of the songs that captured an extended period for me was J. Cole's apparently. Um, it was a period where I had a lot of uh, self-doubt, a period where I considered giving up on dreams and uh, the song was just perfect for the moment. It was perfect for representing my state of mind then. The lyrics were perfect. The emotion he expressed was was exactly the emotion I was going through at the time. And every time I listen to it now, it just takes me back there. 
Um, okay, so we had just, I was maybe 17, and we had just moved back to Lagos from Worry, and I didn't have any friends, and so I, at 9 p.m. every day, I used to listen to Cruise Control on um, Metro FM. That was when Frank Edoho was still presenting the show. And, you know, it was the only time I felt close to anybody, I enjoyed listening to Frank on the radio. And one of those days, they played, he played, that was around the time the song just came out, he played um, Mr. Vandross's Dance With My Father. And the song was so poignant for me because I didn't grow up with my dad. And so I, it sort of, I don't know, created a moment that made me miss my dad and made me feel close to him at the same time. And so each time I hear that song, it just sort of brings that memory back for me. So I had gone through a breakup and I was still trying to move on. It was a really terrible one. Um, and I heard um, this album by SO. It's called So It Ends. So I was listening to it and I got to a particular song called Alexia's Interlude. And when I listened to it, it described everything, the whole situation that happened with me, the, the whole breakup, how I felt and the situation I was in at that particular moment. I think it was it was really awesome because I, I listened to that song over and over and over again, feeling like someone understood my pain at that moment. Um, my song is Black Magic's Repetition. And for me, the memory, Memory is actually, you know, like a memory of something that happened to me. My memory of being told something. So I think it was three, three years ago. Two, three, three summers ago. Um, yeah, I was listening to this song when I found out on Twitter that a girl had lost her sister. Because um, her sister fell into a swimming pool and drowned. And she was meant to be watching over the sister. This is if I remember correctly. But anyway, yeah. It was so sad and so real and so like sp spontaneous. I wasn't expecting it. But when I was listening to this song, like I formed the mental image of everything happening. And so till today, like every time I listen to this song, it's a song of death. And the memory is very striking to today. So the song for me would be Justin Bieber's One Less Lonely Girl. Sometime in 2013, I was watching his Never Say Never concert slash documentary. And um, whilst he was performing this song, he took a girl from the crowd and decided to serenade her. Uh, the girl started crying and she was bawling her eyes out. And somehow in that moment, I also remembered my godmother who had died two years earlier for breast cancer. And then... Also, a year ago from that time, um, one of my very good friends, Emeka, died from a, a brain aneurysm. Somehow, uh, I never got around to mourning the deaths of these two people who were very close to me. And um, just, just seeing the girl cry in the concerts, I don't know, made me lose it too. So I shed tears, man. Uh, I mean, I cried tear. I had a headache. So yeah, that's the song for me, One Less Lonely Girl. So my mom isn't really into music, but she loves hymns. Her favorite one is Spirit of God and Clara in Waters. 
So there's this particular story she tells quite often that is sort of connected to the hymn. Every time she tells the story, she would sing the hymn. I'd heard it so many times, I was really beginning to get annoyed. Um, but one day I was leading worship to a congregation of about two to 3,000. And for some reason, even though we usually don't sing hymns at my church, I started singing the song. And I swear I could hear my mother's voice in the crowd. Like I could literally pick out her voice as she was screaming and crooning out loud. It was the most beautiful thing. And it was shortly before I left home, so it was really, really special. And now every time I miss my mom, that's the song I'd go back to. Like I just played over and over and over again while I cuddle up in her oversized nightie I stole the last time I was home. <laughs> 2010, I just got in a job with one of the foremost art agencies at the time. And the guy that was supposed to onboard me at this, at this song that was playing at the time and then for me, I didn't even know who that artist was, and, and, and I had to ask him who was that, and then he told me that it was Drake, and, and the song was Fireworks. And for me, you know, that, that, that moment sort of, you know, till today still represents, you know, one of the most defining moments in my life, uh, because for a long time, I'd wanted to work in, in, in an agency, I'd wanted to work you know, somewhere where you know all, all, all of my all of my creativity would be allowed, you know, to 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 to, to roam free. And for me, on my first day, you know, listening to that song, and and Drake, you know, being be, being a huge part of my life, you know, up until now, you know, that moment for me, you know, still remains like a like a uh, pivot moment for me. And then uh, I'll, I'll I'll never forget it. You know, same with the song as well. When I was about 12, 11, um, my dad introduced me to the world of LimeWire, the website where we used to download songs. Um, and I remember the first song we downloaded, the first track we downloaded was Norman Core by Linkin Park and Jay-Z. And within a day, my dad and I had learned all the lyrics, every single word in that, in that song. So... It became our song. Like every time the song comes on, we just like belt it out, and like people just look at us like, "Who are these crazy people? Why is this old man rapping?" And yeah, we joke that at my wedding, <laughs> it will be our song. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's that's our song. My parents uh, were not the best of couples. Growing up, um, they had quite a number of misunderstandings and squabbles, sometimes about trivial stuff, sometimes about not-so-trivial stuff. Um, so one Sunday, after church, uh, there was some, something like that that happened again. And uh, my dad's way of um, handling it was just um, leaving the house. He asked if I wanted to come with, and I decided to tag along. Uh, it was quite far. Um, I think it was actually at the time. On our way back home, one of those evening alternative rock stations, not station shows actually, uh, started, uh, kicked, uh, kicked off and then uh, um, the song, they played one song uh, and that song kind of stuck. It felt like uh, it was what well, my father was experiencing at the moment. Well, both of them anyway, but I mean, it was my dad in a 
kernel so and the song title is uh, Real Fender by Travis yeah uh, you know it's just it just played along and we it's not like we we, we had a quiet moment going to and from the place just a small talk every now and then but when that song played it was just calming and I was recently on a long cross-Atlantic flight. It's not been a particularly inspiring year. So I thought, hey, I should listen to some music and at least try to get some sleep. And then I went through my Coldplay playlist and popped in a head full of dreams. It's a song on there, I think, most recent album. Sometime around the third minute of the song, it goes into some sort of chorus that's like a, almost feels like a hallelujah type chorus. But then that, that moment of, of the of the track really just crystallizes the fact that, you know, I have a head full of dreams. I you know, hopefully I should be equally as ambitious next year as I was this year. And you know, just everything's gonna be all right. It's such a magical song. Yeah. 